0: From the Asset Builder headquarters in Dallas, Texas, welcome to Keep It Simple, a show that discusses simple techniques and philosophies to help de stressify investors around the world. I'm your host, Jared Herzog, and welcome to the show. And today, we'll be talking with investment advisor representatives Adam Morse and Janet Griffith. Today, we'll be hearing from some of the greatest investors of all time quotes from awesome, incredible, successful investors from our time, Bogle. Booth, Buffett and the like and I'll be delivering quotes from these great investors to Janet and Adam to see if they can extract the lesson for us to use in our daily investment lives. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to our podcast, Keep It Simple, each and every week. You can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. You can, of course, email us at podcast at assetbuilder.com to suggest any episodes or topics for discussion. We love getting those. And of course, you can find the show notes for every episode at assetbuilder.com podcast. All right, without further ado, let's get to the show. How are you guys doing today? How's your week going, Miss Janet?
1: It's going really good. I mean, I'm just busy with work and and all the normal life things and getting ready for summer. It's exciting. Spring is officially
2: here, so all good.
0: Mr. Adam, are you doing anything fun for summer?
2: Oh, boy. Um, we've got a couple of my girls are getting older, so we've got a couple of different volleyball camps planned for them and um we always try if we can to go to the beach with uh my sister and her kids and husband and family so uh, we're doing that that's about it it's gonna be a busy summer work-wise so i'm gonna stay locked in and if we could just get the market to come around in our favor like we were saying a few minutes
0: ago that'd be great Mm
2: -hmm. (laughs) i'm sure i'm not the only one that feels that way Uh,
0: well today we're doing something kind of fun i found some Uh, Need investment quotes from the usual uh, suspects. And I'm going to let Ms. Janet and Mr. Adam uh, deduce, break down each of these and find the lesson in each of them and apply it to our own investment life. How's that sound? Sounds great. Looking forward to it. See if you can stump me. (laughs) Mr. Adam, I'll let you take the first one. Um, The quote is from a one, Charlie Munger, and it says a lot of people, high IQs are terrible investors because they've got terrible temperaments. You need to keep raw, irrational emotion under control, end quote.
2: Yeah, when, when you, as soon as you, and to be clear, we have not heard these. So yeah. um, as, as soon as you started reading that, I actually had um, a family member of mine pop to mind. Um, he he may listen, so I don't want to uh, to out him here, but I think he would appreciate this. It's nothing I haven't told him myself, but my brother-in-law, um, he's one of the smartest individuals I know, maybe the smartest, um, extremely high IQ. You know, he's one of these guys that went to law school and then didn't become a lawyer, even though he crushed it. And now he's a software programmer. Um, he's the kind of guy that will write a code, you know, predicting COVID infection rates in his spare time, right? Which is something he actually did. Um, And and he texts me on a regular basis, It's not always, I wanna be clear, it's not always panicking or anything, but he is constantly trying to find the hidden path, right? He's constantly trying to outthink the market and it's not coming from a place of arrogance. I think it's coming from a place of, this has been a successful method for him. Right, I mean, his whole life he's been able to rely on his his sheer brain power and his IQ and his ability to comprehend things um, in a way that allows him to be really successful more than the average person. So he kind of applies the same thing um, to investing, and it, 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 it he's, his track record is not great. Um, and every time we talk, I'm always just like we do on this podcast. I'm I'm always just going back to the data, pointing out you know, it's not long term. As smart as you can be, there's no way to identify the right data to analyze. Um, data is is one thing, but you have to have the right data, right? And you have to know which data is going to be impactful and which data is noise. Um, and, and I think he falls victim to this idea that the data that I have is the relevant data. And, and, and he comes to the right conclusions, obviously based on the data that he has, but um, I, I think that's probably true for a lot of really smart individuals, right? They're able to take in and analyze and um, draw conclusions from a, a massive amount of information. But the problem when it comes to markets is there's really an infinite amount of data at any given moment impacting prices. And so for any human or any program um, to be able to identify you know the, the the relevant data from the noise is very hard. So I, I I would give that quote an absolute ten out of ten for accuracy.
0: <laughs> All right, Miss Janet, number two is going to go to you. Okay. This is from you may know you may have heard of him. Uh, this is from a Warren Buffett. Um, yeah. His, <laughs> his quote is the stock market is a device to transfer money from the inpatient to the patient.
1: From the inpatient to the patient. Oh, okay. I'm with you. I was thinking hospital patient. I'm like, wait, what? That's what I heard too. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, wait, what? I'm not, I'm not computing that, but, uh, okay. So uh, we all know Warren Buffett's investment philosophy and he's, I would say he might be the exception to the IQ r- rule. I don't know how high his IQ is, but he's definitely very smart and he's spent many many years studying stocks and and companies. He actually studies the companies and and he likes the value stocks and and uh, has made some picked some stocks over the years, but he actually is an index investor as well and believes in the, the long term buy and hold strategy of waiting it out, wait the market out, because uh, over time it has proven again and again it will go up, even though there, it is a roller coaster ride. You have your ups and downs, but if you uh, are patient and wait, uh, give it the time it needs to to earn the money for you, allow that compounding interest to work uh, in your behalf. So definitely, I agree. I 100% agree that patience is key in investing.
0: Now, Adam, this is another Warren Buffett quote um, that kind of relates to what Ms. Janet just said. So his quote reads, I make no attempt to forecast the market my efforts are devoted to finding undervalued securities, end quote.
2: I would agree with that for the most part. I mean, I, I think what he's, what he's saying there is he's not, he's not using a, a given company's current stock price to influence his decision. Right? Mm-hmm. He's looking at the broader picture um, when it comes to a given security of what is this company's position? Do they have a profitable business model? Do they have a defensible product or service or offering? Um, and and do I foresee that space in the market existing well into the future? Um, but I, I think now, I, I wanna caution the average investor, right? I mean, Warren Buffett's in a place now where he has a really big advantage. Um, you know, w- when he buys something, the price goes up because he bought it, right? So it'd be really hard at this point in time for, for him to lose. Um, at least in the short run but I want to echo what Janet said which is the thing to take away from that quote is don't rely on the short-term noise don't rely on the emotional reaction from what's happening around the securities that you hold because a lot of times the the direction of the price of a security has nothing to do with the worthiness or the strength or the 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 nature of that investment right these these securities these companies exist in in a very complex environment that you know can be impacted by you know for, we're seeing it right now right interest rates affecting almost every company in the, in the country right now um, we're seeing a lot of impact from the russia ukraine war essentially um especially energy companies that relied a lot on russian business and the, the restriction in supply that we're seeing there um so a lot of times, the the price is not a good indicator of should you or should you not pick this investment. Now, again, I want to echo, I would still encourage anyone listening, buy index funds, buy a basket of securities, because if you're picking five or six companies, that's a very concentrated position, and, and you're going to be subject to a much higher volatility. But o- overarchingly, I agree with what he said, uh, as long as you know, we, we realize that we aren't Warren Buffett, right? He is in a very unique position. And I think his success is owed to the fact that he understands the long-term nature of what it requires to have growth in any investment.
0: Now, Mr. Janet, this next quote um, speaks to a little bit to making sure you do your research before not only you invest, but finding in a financial advisor. And it comes from uh, none other than a Ben Franklin. <laughs> <laughs> Believe it or not, I included a Ben Franklin quote. Can you believe it?
2: I
1: love it. <laughs> of course, you did.
0: Being our history best
2: Anyone that yeah, <laughs> anyone that knows you knows you you have a deep knowledge of history, so it's it's on brand.
0: Mhm. All right. So his quote is, "An investment in knowledge pays the best interest."
1: Right. I mean, right. He's just saying, be smart about it. Do your research, understand what you're doing. And that's one of the things that we work hard to try to educate our clients on investing with regards to exactly what, what are you investing in and what should this investment do for you? What's the best strategy for you to meet your goals? So certainly there is a uh, We've talked about it before on the podcast. It's not rocket science. It's not hard, especially if you do choose to use index funds because you don't have to take the time to study the individual companies and and make decisions. be a stock picker. Uh, when you buy a mutual fund, you're buying hundreds to thousands of companies in each fund. and that helps to diversify. And like Adam said earlier, reduce your volatility so uh so yeah i mean i think that's it's very important to be educated in investing um and at least enough where you understand what's happening you'll be happier you'll be you'll be better at it and you'll be more steady you'll be more uh, disciplined if you if you have a true understanding of what of what investing can and should be able to do for you
2: yeah, and, and I would add to that, I mean, kind of ties into the first question you asked about intelligence and, and does that make some investors struggle because of their intelligence? And I would say that there's a, there's a pretty steady pattern that you see, at least with new investors, which is initially there's this, that there's a, a, a pride kind of associated with their increasing knowledge, right? And th- the more they kind of start to learn and understand, the more that they kind of think that okay I've got this figured out I think I can do this I think I can probably you know pick what I want to pick and outperform the market but then the more you learn and the more you educate yourself mm-hmm. you kind of reach the second layer of understanding and and that comes with experience right in any area of life but specifically with investing you kind of push through that first step and that that pride and that pride hopefully uh, turns into kind of humility right as you as you take some lumps and you kind of Inevitably, anyone who does it's going to figure out that it's not a working strategy. Uh, so then you kind of move into this place of humility, where that 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 same knowledge is kind of feeding into that humility, and then you kind of realize uh, what works and what doesn't. So, yeah, being aware of that pattern is probably going to be helpful.
0: Uh, Ad, I'm going to direct this next one to you, and I, I'm sure you can I'm take ready. I'm sure you can take this in a, in many different directions, but I'll I'll see where you go. So this is by a Robert are not a r n o t t. Um, and he says okay. in investing, what is comfortable is rarely profitable.
2: I mean, you're right. he he, he could have meant a lot of things by that. I, I think what we see in our business and what you know anyone that that subscribes to a broadly diversified passive approach, I think that speaks directly to what a lot of investors experience, which is, the right thing to do is not always the intuitive thing to do Mm -hmm. Um, it's much easier like right now for instance right and a credit to our clients and and, you know i'm proud of the way that we educate our clients and um encourage them in the right way and and give them the data they need to make the right decisions uh but a lot of times investors in times like this it's much more comfortable emotionally to act right Mm -hmm. because our perception sometimes it, it, it may match up to, to reality, but oftentimes it doesn't. And so it, it's when when you perceive that the house is on fire, right? The house is burning down. Your instinct is do something, right? Pour water on it, get out of the house, gather your things, do something to to get out of the situation. And that would equate to obviously selling, right? Or changing your investments or moving out of the thing you thought was going to be good and something now you think is going to be better when in reality, that's not the right move, right? The reality is, be patient. If you've done the due diligence upfront to be in a proper portfolio, or a proper allocation, that's risk-adjusted for your situation, as Janet mentioned, the, the the right move is always to be patient, to not panic. As a matter of fact, the right move is, in times like now, add more money, buy in. This is a discount. This is a this is a cheap offering for a, a large set of companies that are otherwise very valuable. So. I think, you know, that's what he meant by that it's, it's counterintuitive. The things that are going to reward you in the Mm long-term are oftentimes the exact opposite of what every intuition you have is telling you to do right. And, and that applies to up markets as well. I want to be clear. Um, we see this a lot, which is folks move to cash markets run up because again, recoveries happen much faster than the average investor understands markets run up. Now they feel comfortable because well now it's safe. Let me get my money back in. And what have you just done? Uh, you yeah. just sold low and bought high, and that is the exact opposite of what you want to do. As a matter of fact, when markets are high, you should be harvesting gains, realizing gains, rebalancing, getting back to your proper risk level with your your portfolio. That's a hard thing to do because people don't want to sell things that are running up because they perceive they're going to keep running up. There is no end to this this uh, this paradise, so to speak. So. Uh, I just think it's important to understand the counterintuitive nature of what good decisions look like when it comes to investing.
0: Now, Ms. Janet, this next quote comes from the great prophet Dave Ramsey. You may have heard of him. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah. So he says, financial peace isn't the acquisition of stuff. It's learning to live on less than you make so you can give money back and have money to invest. You mm-hmm. can't win until you do this.
1: Totally 100% agree. Uh, I been through the dave ramsey program in the past and it was very similar to the uh, envelope method that i used in my early years and and absolutely it's uh, make sure that you uh, dave ramsey preaches it pay yourself first uh, obviously get out of debt don't don't have debt and then investing is the absolute best way to grow your money um, if you do it uh, smart, intelligently, um, and and not try to time the market. Then, then it is a great way to to grow your money and build for your future. And I totally agree. Giving is important. Always uh, set aside some of your income to give back, give to others in need, give to uh, charitable organizations. Those are things that help make the girl World go round and and help us to be better people and and leave a legacy. So, uh, don't disagree with that at all.
0: All right, Adam. The next one I put in was more of a personal thing because my dad was, as you know, terrified to invest in the market at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've
2: talked a lot about that.
0: So this quote comes from a Robert G. Allen. Uh, he says, "How many millionaires do you know who have become wealthy by investing in savings accounts?" I rest my case period (laughs) yeah
2: i mean i think that's pretty straightforward i I, you know this resonates with me my grandmother we lost a couple years ago um you know she actually became a client um, against my advice right which is counterintuitive I, i i love my grandmother to death but i knew her obviously my entire life and i knew she knew in her head that she needed to invest but her heart could never get there right she came from an era where you could buy, You could buy CDs at eight percent, ten percent, twelve percent, and that would grow your money, right? Your money would double, and she she never, never really understood the long term nature. You know how markets can shift and change over time, and and the behaviors that you have to adjust based on that. And so, um, now, luckily, you know she she was very smart and worked very hard, and she did save. So it, it never. It never reared its ugly head to affect her in her lifetime, but she left a lot on the table, a lot on the table, because she never could get that fear, that, that feeling rooted in fear that, um, you know, markets are, are going to hurt me, right? And, and we have to get past that. We have to get to a deeper level of understanding where we start to realize the risk that you feel with those investments is exactly the reason your money will grow, right? If you don't feel that feeling, if there is, and by risk, I, all I mean by that is volatility, right? The, the fact that they move in, in price day to day, they can go down. That fact is exactly what provides return over time. And so, if we can, again, this goes back to educating yourself, if you can look at the data long term, you will find that if you invest, let's say 10 years, there's only Two periods in the last rolling 10 years or the last 50 years. If you just look at rolling 10-year periods, there's only two 10-year rolling periods that were negative. That's an overwhelming statistical odds in our favor as investors that if we just get in and leave it the heck alone, your money will grow. So uh, there's really nothing to to argue with that quote. He's absolutely right. Now I will say there's nothing wrong with having some some cash, right? Some available rainy day funds, because that can provide you the the freedom to not have to sell your investments at a dip, right? If markets are down and you run into trouble or the air conditioning goes out or you need a car whatever the case is, that's fine. And and we talk to our clients all the time about what is an appropriate level of of cash reserve to have. But in terms of just a fear-based hesitancy to invest, to get out of the market, I would encourage people struggling with that to work with an advisor. Mm-hmm. Right? That is exactly why all the data shows, regardless of the method, regardless of the technique, regardless of the approach, investors that work with advisors on balance outperform investors who don't because advisors most of the time will help you stay in. They yeah. will help you get over that fear and they can help you let go a little bit.
0: Ms. Janet, our last one um, speaks a little bit to what you talked about earlier with index funds. It comes from uh, it comes from John Bogle. Of course, mm-hmm. and this quote is "Don't look for the needle in the haystack; just buy the haystack."
1: <laughs> love it, love it, absolutely. And that's that's what we were talking about earlier. That uh, you don't have to be super smart to to invest. You can get into a, a good index fund or a group of index funds that uh, that are very diversified. I mean, you're going to get you're going to get the Amazon, the Apple in that mix, but you're also going to get a lot of undervalued uh, stocks and growth stocks that are going to be, be working hard for you as well. Uh, I mean, because you don't know, you don't know when you're going to, if you pick a stock, uh, you don't know if the bottom's going to fall out tomorrow or not, or if, if you're picking it at its high necessarily. So, uh, so index funds are a great way to invest. It's a it's a beautiful thing, really. Uh, and you can, I mean, at the very minimum, if you are just starting out investing and you want to uh, do a few dollars a week or, or a month, pick a pick a globally world diversified index fund and start there. Um, so that way you can watch your money start to grow for you and you're very diversified and and it's a pretty, safe investment with, in comparison to just picking a, a stock. So absolutely, well, and importantly, I you're love not it.
2: You're not paying an arm and a leg in fees um, right? to do that. And I would also just add, this kind of goes back to you know, when you asked the question about, or when you posed the, the quote by Dave Ramsey, um, I, I think oftentimes investors feel, you know, when I make it, I'll say like when I make it, when I get to this level, right? Like I don't have enough today to do anything meaningful. So I just won't. But when I get to this place or that level, then I'll start making meaningful investments and meaningful savings and and adjustments to my living and whatever. And the issue with that mindset is, well, you're just going to keep increasing your lifestyle. You're Mm -hmm. just going to keep moving up. And so I think to Janet's point at today, and, and don't fool yourself, the little things today, the little bit that you're doing over time will have a huge impact. So don't don't sell yourself short and think that you, you don't make enough or you don't have enough or you know, your overhead is too high or it won't matter. I promise you, it will matter. And more importantly, you're building habits that when you do have more, you will make the right decisions with that that will have a massive impact down the road. So I think that's just a really important you know, notion. Get started. Get started. Get started. Get started. Mm-hmm. No matter where you're at, just start.
1: Absolutely. Uh, you sent us this quote earlier today or yesterday, Jared, as your example. And in that, you wrote, uh, "If you invest a hundred dollars today and then a hundred dollars per month for thirty years with a ten percent return, you'll end up with two hundred thousand dollars." So, I mean, that's very doable for for most people to be able yep. to have it taken out of your paycheck. You won't miss it. Just
2: just start, Ms. Janet. And, and two, I mean, Cat, go ahead, Jared. I'm
0: sorry, <laughs> that was for the next podcast, Ms. Janet. You revealed some insider secret.
1: Oh, it was. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I just remembered that quote when, when Adam oh, was no. talking.
2: What next podcast? We're oh, so. recording that until, until two weeks.
1: I'm so sorry. You can no. delete it.
2: It wasn't, it wasn't no. that valuable. No, we're leaving it. We're leaving it. <laughs> well, Adam, we're, leaving go it. Ahead. We're, we're real people here. There's nothing to hide. That's um, right. well, what, I was what just stealing
1: happened? your quote, Jared.
2: No. I, well, I would also... Co- Go ahead. Just Adam. throw in. I, I know people listening, depending on your your experience, right? I know there are a ton of people. I'm not an idiot. There are a ton of people that have been very successful investing in things other than index funds, right? Mm-hmm. Real estate. I get it. Startups, hedge funds, uh, venture capital. I'm, I'm not, I, I understand all these concepts. And we're not saying that there's never a world or a situation or a circumstance that would makes sense for that type of investment right. i want to make it clear all make clear. we're saying is that for the average person well not even i'm going to take that back for anyone as the spine of your portfolio of your investing approach as the foundational layer you should always have index funds in your portfolio as the base and those should be left for the long term you should not tinker with them you should be regularly adding funds to those positions and then if you want to go do something else. Right. And I always talk about uh, this percentage of your portfolio, right? I don't, I have no problem. If you want to take 10, 20% of your portfolio and go do something else with it. If that gives you the freedom and the, if that enables you to have a mindset that allows you to leave the the positions alone for the long-term, right? So it's all based on the individual different for everybody, but I don't want people to hear this and go, I mean, the name of our podcast is keep it simple and we, we mean that, but I don't want people to think you know they're blind to other opportunities and hey, let me send in my experience and how I got you know a massive return on this real estate. But I, I get all that. We're not we're not saying those things don't exist. We're just saying as the beginning layer for anybody, no matter what your situation is, you need to have index funds that you do not mess with, that you buy and hold in your portfolio. So just a disclaimer there. I'm ranting at this point, but I want to make sure people know that.
0: Janet, anything to add on to that?
1: No, and he, Adam's absolutely right. I mean, there we work with clients who have many other areas that they invest in, whether it's real estate, maybe they're a business owner, that's an investment. Uh, so yeah, that it's not the only way to make money by any means, but it is a way that anyone can make money and you can that's do it right. on the side. It, you're not working. There's no work involved. Once you get it set up and you leave it alone, especially if you've got a manager managing it for you, then then you're really not doing anything else. So it's your money is growing for you without
2: any effort over time. Yeah, i'm I'm so glad you said that, Janet, because that's what I mean we talk about this all the time as a team, right? Like that's what we care about. I, there. If people want to do exotic things with venture capital or whatever else, like, there's plenty of places to go for that. Mm-hmm. Right, We're not worried about that. We are passionate about just everyday folks like we are. Right, mm-hmm. That's exactly who we are. We're just everyday folks that are trying to do the best we can with what we've been given. And I think it's an accessible, available, mm-hmm. low cost way for anybody, whether you have $10 million or $10, to get in and make a meaningful difference in your life and in your finances and for your family. Mm-hmm. So we're that's why we're so passionate about it. Why we keep harping on these tenants over and over and over because they're applicable to anybody.
0: Any any parting thoughts, guys?
2: No, are we out of quotes?
0: Uh, I have twenty more. Do You want to go? <laughs> mm.
2: You know what? i I think we've I think we've covered it. Twenty might be a little lengthy. <laughs>
0: Well,
1: I think it's pretty cool and I, maybe you just picked out the ones that that kind of line up with our investment philosophy, but it's pretty cool that there's a lot of smart, rich people out there mm-hmm. like these people that you quoted today that are doing the things that we work very hard to encourage our clients to do. Even the Dave Ramsey stuff. That's not what we do, but it, I mean, ultimately it is sort of we work with clients and encourage them to to not have debt to save to give all of those important things that that make your enrich your life when it comes to your your money so uh so absolutely i love it that that smart people have proven that that what we're doing is is good it's good for for the average person like adam said or for any anyone not just average but the smart the the people that don't want to take the time to to study and and pick on their own, there's just so many ways to to make it work for you without having to to be the smartest guy in the
0: country or the richest guy.
2: I I agree. I second that motion.
0: You falling over over there?
1: Oh, I'm sorry. It's my headset that the cord was getting stuck. <laughs>
0: Okay, I was just making sure you didn't fall over. <laughs> Thanks, Which is Jared. not unlike Janet to
2: do. It's highly po- I mean oh, great. at any moment.
1: Right. Here we know. go.
2: You never know. I mean, everyone should know Janet right now cast on her foot. <laughs> probably have one on her wrist like 2 months from now. <laughs> you got always got to be checking. We need I am we, so our, our office. I don't padded.
1: understand why this is my lot in life. Office so is heavily
2: <laughs> padded for Janet's benefit.
0: All right. Oh guys. My. Thank you so much for your time. We'll see you in quote unquote two weeks.
2: Yeah. Right. I'm looking well, forward to it. Bye guys. Okay. Bye bye.
0: This podcast is intended for educational purposes only and is not to be construed as an offer, solicitation, recommendation, or endorsement of any particular security, product, or service. For more information, visit AssetBuilder.com. If you have any questions for Adam or Janet concerning this topic or anything else, please visit us at our home on the web, assetbuilder.com slash podcast. There you can find their contact information as well as the show notes for every episode.